0: okay so i'm gonna try and do another homework assignment this one is homework 20 assignment number 28 Uh, we're still on step nine and in the previous assignment you were to pick two people from your willing list that had the least emotional charge so now i'm going to start um Uh, writing letters to these people or even if you're going to do direct amends you should write the letter out as a way to get some clarity so the reading part of homework assignment number 28 is that you read page uh, 79 in the big book the third paragraph all the way to page 84 second paragraph which pretty much covers um, a lot of step 9 in making direct amends and then you write letters to those two people and include the following and this is what's kind of really important so i'm going to bullet this out i'm going to verbally i'm going to read it to you and then keep in mind that there's a link to the homework assignment um and so a is why are you writing the letter so the first part is and write why are you writing the letter and you don't have to tell people that you're in recovery. You can say something like, you know, I've been, you know, reviewing the events of my past, or I've been in a very contemplative place and I've been thinking about a lot of things that happened in the past. You can say something like that. You don't have to say, you know, I hit bottom and I'm in 12 step. Um, and then, uh, so that's A. B is what was the behavior? And keep it very simple you know I think a lot of times we try to excuse ourselves you know or give contextual information and it and it really is we really want this to be very clean and so just name the behavior what did you do did you lie did you steal um, did you do character assassination if you did that we should probably or you know you and your sponsor should probably, you you don't write someone a letter and say hey i i spent years calling you a deck um or whatever but you just name the behavior and then the third part bullet c is um what is your corrective action so since then i've made an effort to never steal again and I plan on, um, you know, donating money to stores or whatever it is. And then this is an important part that gets lost in a lot of 12-step amends that I hear is that you give them space to respond and you ask the person, were there other harms you feel I committed? Now, one time I was listening to, on OA, this woman tell her story about doing a ninth step with her younger brother. She, and her younger brother proceeded to tell her about all these horrible things and how what a horrible person she was. And she told the story as if, can you believe that? Can you believe what he did? And I'm like, well, that's why you go into the event, like as if The brother did something wrong, and it's like the brother didn't do anything wrong. Because there's a couple of things. How you think you harmed someone may actually not be how you harmed them, but you did harm them, and they're letting you know here's how you've harmed me. So after you apologize or you you and again, I want to get into the apologizing. After you describe like what the behavior is and what the corrective action is that you commit to doing, then you allow them to respond and you ask them, is there any other way that I've harmed you? Because I'm here to make amends and to take some corrective action. And that's why I want to, to really guide people not to use the phrase I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, if it comes out naturally, that's fine. But the reason not to use the word I'm sorry is because oftentimes that phrase I'm sorry is is misused to such an extent that it means please don't be mad at me or can we, you know, if I tell you I'm sorry, can we can we you know, end this conversation or whatever. And so it's kind of gotten watered down and misused. So I think it's better to find ways to um, or find words that really sincerely um, capture your intention. So saying things like, I regret or I have a lot of remorse, or, you know, when I think about that, I feel shame. And I'm just, you know, really sad when I think about how I may have harmed you. That is has so much more meaning than just throwing out an I'm sorry. Um, So after you give them space to respond, then you, you know, you thank them, you know, thank you for you know, taking a risk, risk and telling me the truth, um, and uh, and so that's the four parts of the letter, and then you do two, and then you know you start to experience the benefit. So you do the two letters or the two phone calls or the two, using these as your you know talking points and then you know and you just kind of take it one at a time always working with a sponsor or a co-sponsor and making sure that you're not just running around unattended so that's homework assignment number 28. I'm gonna keep going with this because it makes sense to just lump these two together so After you do all of your direct amends, um, there will be people on your list that you're just not willing um, to make amends to, or there are things that you can't make amends to. So for example, I was a kleptomaniac. There's no way I could possibly capture um, all, or or mean, uh, there's no way that I could recall all the places that I stole money from. So there were a couple things that I did. Number one was, is that um, I, first of all, I certainly ceased the behavior. So now I'm going to talk specifically about a living amends I did around being a klepto. So I absolutely uh, stopped the behavior and then something that I did, and I did it for a long time, was is that um, anything I didn't need or didn't want, I gave away, no matter how expensive it was. I never, ever, ever sold anything. Um, and this was a way of, like, I had taken from the universe, and I was giving back to the universe. And so I constantly just... Now I didn't like give things that I loved away or whatever. I just like so for example, if I bought myself an updated computer, I gave my laptop away. I just I just did it and I still do it. Um, and um, the only time I made an exception was like when I was um, unemployed and you know, and then I had this four-poster bed that was gorgeous, and I sold it for a $100, I mean, it was ridiculous, um, so other than that, it was just, you know, that was my way of sort of working with my sponsor to come to sort of create karmic balance, um, so that's the living amends, uh, when I wasn't able to make any sort of amends to my parents, who were both, you know, alcoholics, uh, I practiced A a, a living amends where that didn't actually involve them, which is that I would stop bad-mouthing them and that became an entry point and after years I was able to make a Form of direct amends. Well with my mother who ended up in 12-step I was able to do a formal 9-step with her Uh, for my dad Um, I did something for him that was a a very big demonstration of love, and that was my sort of living amends for my dad. But again, um, this is all something that I worked out with uh, my sponsor. And again, if you're in a place where you don't have a sponsor, you definitely want to... uh, work with a co-sponsor, or if you're really in a rural place and you don't have a, you can always email um, like an OA service or chairperson and just say I need some suggestions or advice around this. Like you don't have to do this alone. So um, I'll just read the. So homework assignment number 29 is your commitment to make living amends from your inventory with the help of your sponsor. Make a list of your living amends and the safe action steps you intend to make. And then what I did is that after I did that list, I kept it out so that I kept seeing it and kept and so reminded me that. I was a woman in recovery now, and that I wanted all of my actions to be guided by um, principled behavior. And that I was also going to own and take responsibility for my past actions that were selfish and self-centered and unprincipled. And I wanted, and so I I wanted to make a living amends. I wanted to demonstrate that I was a different person uh, in recovery and that, um, I wanted, internally for me, I wanted to do actions that demonstrated to me, no one else, that I was not all talk, no action. Because I grew up in all talk, no action. And so it was very important to me. Um, and that's when I really learned the phrase, love is action. That love is a verb. Um So anyway, that's just my personal experience and that is homework assignments 28 and 29.